It's one of the coolest things about kids. The unknown, the potential, the chance to do or become whatever they can imagine. But what if something happens during childhood that stops them from reaching that potential? It is a public service message from a group called Safe Kids. And the push this week as we head into the 4th of July weekends, keeping our kids safe from drowning as uh, lots of us will be headed to places where their water pools are open for the summer. It is a big push by Safe Kids Worldwide, and we're uh, happy uh, this morning to have with us the president and CEO of the organization, Kate Carr. Kate, welcome to the opening bell. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're so happy that you're here because this is always the time of year where we're hearing just these horrible stories of children still drowning, uh, either at home in pools or God forbid, on a vacation, uh, what are, is your organization doing each year to keep these kids safe? What And what are the stats? Well, when it comes to overall injuries, we're really trying to prevent terrible things from happening. Kids want to get, they're going to get bumps and bruises. But if we add a couple layers of protection, we can keep kids safe. And that's where we want to flip drowning to water safety. And we've got a couple of ideas of how to do that. What are the top couple of them? Because, you know, as kids, we were always told sort of the basic stuff. uh, Don't go into the water 20 minutes after you eat. Make sure there's an adult nearby. But it really goes beyond that, doesn't it? it? It absolutely does. With support from Nationwide and their Make Safe Happen campaign, we interviewed more than a thousand parents to get at some of the common and very persistent misconceptions about drowning. And the first one, we we heard nearly half of parents uh, surveyed thought that if their child was drowning nearby, that they would hear them. Well, the reality is, is that drowning is silent. Um, They're particularly for younger children who are completely submerged. Their head is underwater. They're not going to scream that way. Very little splashing, very little uh, waving of arms. It's really quiet. And so we need to emphasize, keep your eyes on kids when they're in water. You almost have to be right next to them, watching them like a hawk, don't you? Well, especially for our younger kids, we recommend that you be within arm's reach and, you know, I'm a mom of three, and my kids are older, but I remember how challenging that it, that was with more than one child. But you really need to be there, and you need to be actively supervising, not, not on your cell phone, you know, not scanning your social media, not chatting with someone and uh, diverting your attention. You need to be there and actively supervising. Before the children get into the pool, uh, is it a good idea, too, to to have them go through swimming classes and swimming uh, courses, at least some sort of instruction? You know, learning how to swim is something that we just consider an essential skill. But we have to remember that swim level varies, both with time, with experience. And so get your children into water as soon as you feel that they will be comfortable in, in, in water. And make sure you understand what their skill level is like. You know, Steve, it was surprising to me that our data, and, and this is national data that we looked at, 47% of kids who were 10 to 17 knew how to swim. So it's not just knowing how to swim, it's also survival in the water. And there are some tips that we have for water survival. Let's go through a couple of those, because I think it's important that we hit as many of them as we can as uh, people are getting ready to pack up their beach gear and head off for the holiday. 
Exactly. And these are good for, you know, as I like to say, children of all ages. And they come from the American Red Cross. People should know, and especially kids, how to step in or jump into water that's over their head, how to return to the surface and float or tread water for at least one minute, how to turn around in a full circle, not get disoriented, and find an exit, how to swim at least 25 yards to an exit. And that's a pretty substantial distance, especially for a younger child. And finally, how to get out of the water, whether it's a pool where you want to be able to exit without a ladder, or even if you're thinking in the surf, it can be challenging sometimes coming out of water. So all of these, this is a a simple tip that parents can check their kids as they're in the water this coming weekend over 4th of July. The other thing, too, is uh, people, uh, parents, uh, us, uh, anybody that uh, has children, uh, with me, with my nieces, I, I just, even when there's a lifeguard on duty, does that lull people into sort of a false sense of security? I think that it does. More than half of the parents we surveyed thought that if a lifeguard was present, it was their job to supervise their child. But in reality, a lifeguard's job is to enforce the rules, whether they're in a pool or near an open body of water, to scan, to rescue, to resuscitate, but not to be the supervisor of each child that's in front of them. That's a parent or a caregiver's responsibility. Also, are there other bodies of water that are more dangerous than others? Like, for instance, is a pool more dangerous than a beach, than Lake Michigan, uh, than the ocean? Well, we took a look at, at data from Illinois, and, uh, and you know, Illinois has, relatively speaking, a, a large number of fatalities from drowning for kids, 29 children um, who in 2014, the last year that we have data, uh, succumbed to drowning. And the numbers on pools and natural bodies of water, and everything that is lumped under natural, are relatively close, 9 and 10. Uh, nine for pools, 10 for natural bodies of water, and that's looking at 10 years of data on average. So the risks are are really high, but I don't want to lose sight of the fact that children under the age of one uh, drown in bathtubs or buckets of water. Anything that has an inch of water in the home is a danger to our youngest children. You can uh, head to safekids.org to see more of uh, these uh, safety tips and uh, other information. Um, As uh, we head off, is there, I guess, CPR, learning CPR, God God forbid, the worst case scenario, parents should know how to do that. They should maybe know basic rescue skills too. Well, CPR is going to be very helpful, particularly if, if there's a near fatal drowning, um, the ability to start CPR right away before emergency responders um, arrive on the scene could just save a life. And that, that skill could be helpful in a variety of different settings. The other tip that we have is a water watcher card. And that means that if you're at a party, um, whether it's this weekend or any time, designate someone to be the water watcher. We have some tips. That's why you can download our card at safekids.org. But someone always takes a 15-minute shift to have their eyes ever-present on the kids in and around water. And it's a great tip as we head into a holiday weekend. We've been focusing a lot here on drowning and water, but this is also a big weekend for fireworks and other things that go boom. Uh, Children also, uh, are a lot of children are injured this way every year, too. What advice do you have in this area? 
Well, believe it or not, um, overall in the U.S., more than 3,000 kids under the age of 15 were seen in emergency rooms last year because of fireworks. And uh, a lot of them are burns um, from sparklers. Sparklers burn at 1,200 degrees. Imagine that. And we put them into the hands of toddlers. Um, And then, of course, fireworks, because the fireworks can explode in a child's hands. They can cause burns. Uh, It's just, it is, I love fireworks. I love fireworks that aren't going off in my backyard, but a public firework display where it's brilliant and wonderful. And uh, instead of a sparkler, they're lovely. But instead of a sparkler, think of a glow stick. The other thing that you mentioned early on that I want to go back to is this notion of parents, and this happens to all of us where we're on our smartphones, not paying attention to the world around us, and sometimes that includes our children. This cannot be hit enough, right? Get Put the phone down, pay attention. You know, it's, it, it is a distraction. It is a temptation. But let's remember that we're there to have a really great time with our kids. And yes, I understand that you might need a cell phone for emergencies, um, but maybe the social media, maybe the, the chats that aren't absolutely an emergency can just wait and enjoy the moment. Instead of being on your cell phone by the pool, get in the pool with your kids. You know, go have fun. Live in the moment and, and have fun and perhaps let your, your cell phone give it a vacation while you're on vacation. Kate, uh, thank you for uh, being with us today. We hate to be sort of the Debbie Downer going to the weekend, but I think it's important to get this message out to make sure people have the information. Uh, a, a safe weekend is a happy weekend. We certainly want this to be a, a happy 4th of July. We appreciate you, you, your work, and uh, we'll keep posted, and people can find uh, you uh, at Safe Kids CEO, and uh, also uh, the organization can be found at uh, Safe Kids, and uh, Kate Carr is the CEO. Have a, a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Thanks for keeping our kids safe. Oh, thanks for having me on, and, and we, we can make it a happy and a safe holiday for everyone. This is Gary on the street in a pool, and we're asking parents, what's their kid's favorite thing to do in the water? Jumping in the pool, splashing, gymnastic tricks, cannonballs. Just going underneath the water to see how long he can hold his breath. Do you ever worry about your kids around water? Oh, all the time. Oh, very much, yeah. Definitely, yes, especially when there's other kids around. What does active supervision mean to you? I... I mean, at least for me and my kids, it means I need to be there and know where they are at all times. You've got to keep an eye on them. You have to be engaged as a parent. Like really be paying attention. Never take your eyes off them. You're the you're the mommy lifeguard. You're the you're the parent lifeguard. Know where they are at all times. And you think that's easy or hard to do for most parents? Oh, extremely difficult. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. What are some of the distractions that parents have? Reading, sleeping, food and drinks, music, uh, talking to their friends. Other kids playing, you hear noise. Playing with their phones. And what do you think it would look like if your child or any child is in trouble in water? Wow. I think there's a lot of splashing going on. Uh, maybe they'd be yelling or crying. Obviously screaming. Would it surprise you to know that a lot of kids, when they're in trouble, are actually very silent and they might not be flailing or splashing around? Yeah, that would surprise me. Yeah, that's, that's the opposite of what I would have thought. It's, it's horrifying to know that that is what happens. Have you ever heard of a Water Watcher card? No, I haven't. No. A 
water watcher is a card that you can give to an adult and they will know that it's their job to keep their eyes on the pool and on the kids at all times. And then after a certain amount of time, they can give it to another adult who will then be in charge of watching the pool. Do you think that's a good idea? Oh, I think it's great. It's an amazing idea. Oh, yes, that's awesome. That way we'd know for sure that someone was keeping an eye on the kids. So where would you get one of these water watcher cards? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Why don't you tell me where I could get one? Oh, my God.